Greetings, fellow wanderers of the fourth dimension, and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. I am Emma. He is Mike, and today uh, another chapter comes to a close on mm. uh, Doctor Who, as we talk about the last episode of series ten proper, um, the Doctor Falls. Yeah. Um, you know, as always, especially when you know that your Doctor's regenerating. I mean, we talked about, um, well, I talked about last week how I wasn't really spiritually ready for mm -hmm. the computer body to go um so this one i was sort of obviously looking forward to it to see how they wrapped everything up but was also dreading it but mm -hmm. largely the dread kind of went away as the episode went on i mean i don't know how you feel babe about it oh yeah i mean we always say sort of like these two-part series finales often like stands and falls on how it ends but yeah. I think this, I mean, apart from a few quibbles here and there, I think this one pretty nailed it. Yeah, I, 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 I say it, it almost exactly the same as you. I have various quibbles, uh, which mm. we'll come on to. But yeah, I mean, largely as a whole, I think this was uh, a pretty successful end to um, to the series. And I think that, ultimately sort of being sad that this this team is uh you know the band's breaking up again and mm -hmm. we're gonna be uh sort of have a whole new set of uh of uh people coming up it's it's good that you're not like oh thank fuck they're going yeah. it's you know it's a sad that it's a sad that it, you know that it's coming to an end mm -hmm. so uh where should we kick off with this one specifically where, where do you want to start uh hmm well do you want to get the quibbles out of the way first Yes. Right. Okay. What's okay. your what's what's quibble A? Quibble A is, although it was really enjoyable seeing yes. John Sim back as the master. Yes. Didn't really serve much purpose apart from just being an antagonistic dick. Oh yes, I I hundred percent agree. Actually, um, I, I'd forgotten that quibble, and you've reminded me of it. So, mm. but I mean, um, it's so difficult because I mean when you've got like him and Michelle Gomez just sort of bantering back and forth and all that, it's so great to watch. And yeah. I kind of wish it had either been just that and then do the Cybermen as, as a separate story. Yeah. Or like not, or not bother because like I say, they don't, he has very little impact on the actual playing out of the story. I, as kind of does Michelle Gomez, but I don't, it's it's great, but it's at the same time, it's sort of like, oh, guys, I wish it, I wish it had been more of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, going into this, you you think that these two are going to be the problem, mm. if you know what I mean, but they're not at all. Yeah, they're they're basically spectators to the Doctor's struggle against the Cybermen. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you you, I, mean, I fully thought that we would be, you know, that it's going to be a sinister scheme. That the masters. I mean, obviously, it's that classic master thing of once again that the the sort of the the shitty little plan he's come up with is sort of <laughs> backfired, and yeah. he's ended up in in in. Well, I mean, because of the the doctor's actions as well, but mm -hmm. um, he's ended up in in trouble again. Mm -hmm. um, and you're you're absolutely right that I thought that John Sims sort of really it's sort of his second crack at this because. You know, as good as as good as he was previously, um, when we you know had lost the Time Lords and stuff like that, mm -hmm. he's 
he's not like he is in this but like when he's in this he's he's much more of a vindictive little shit yeah especially i mean he's just cruel just for the sake of it i mean yeah. especially the stuff when he's talking to bill oh god uh, yeah. yeah i mean that is like it was painful to mm-hmm. kind of listen to and you know um that's sort of the true i mean that's this this master's thing is in where we've had previous masters the get delgado master and the amy master mm-hmm. you know with those guys their trip was kind of power and yeah. um just getting one over on the doctor essentially but this master this johnson master now of what we understand at the end of his his life um has sort of truly become just cruel just to be mm-hmm. cruel essentially because yeah. it, it it sort of true kind of a, a sociopath type interpretation of the master mm-hmm. um but yeah i i entirely agree that apart from sort of the the beginning sequence where you have them sort of taunting him taunting the doctor on the rooftop with the uh cyber cyberman bill at the back there mm-hmm. um before the doctor kind of reveals his his sort of desperate kind of hail mary uh <laughs> to get out of this current situation mm-hmm. they like you say they just kind of sit around and then decide to fuck off the yeah. both of them um that being said the the final little bit between missy and the master i thought was really Perfect. excellent it was great that's like and, chef finger kiss levels of brilliance yes, well yes you're entirely right i mean I did find I did enjoy, you know, or well, say enjoy, but the, how much the master fancies himself. <laughs> I mean, that was it was creepy and it was great and mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, so yeah, you're you're entirely right. Why you sort of savor those bits and really the the end part where you know she stabs him in the back and he kills her. Mm. Um, I mean, if you think this is the last of the master full stop, <laughs> then you you haven't been watching this show. No. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought it was, you know, it, it this sort of the the central idea that the doctors put out that doing things without hope of uh, witness or reward mm-hmm. or and you know, it's truly that's what happens to Missy that yeah. she gets rid of the master and you know he, he has time to get back to his TARDIS and go off and regenerate to be her, but um, yeah, he, she she dies kind of unheralded and you know like you say without reward mm-hmm. um and it it brings her i mean i don't know i don't really want to say it brings her full circle because here's here is quibble b for mm-hmm. me but uh, coming in right. um the the script really Im- seems to imply i mean this is pure moffat because yeah. this is a thing that he does um with women characters the, the, to me the script really was implying that she caught feelings because she's a girl now mm which was a bit like mm, not sure about that angle we're going with here. Yeah, it's it's certainly implied. Um, yeah. But I, although I mean, you could say that the the seeds have been sown because her previous incarnation has set stood witness to this. So you know, maybe that's like influencing him in his regeneration to her. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like like I say, it's it's just sort of John Simms' master being a vindictive little dick bastard. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
for him to look. I mean, obviously, he just like shoots down the doctor's impassioned, like off the cuff speech about why he does what he does. Mm. It's like, fuck you, I'm I'm out. Um, But I mean, for all that, it was great to watch Michelle Gomez in that scene because she the 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 sense I've got with Michelle Gomez's Missy throughout the entire story is she kind of does want to side with the doctor but mm-hmm. because her previous incarnations about she she can't like sort of play her hand like the bit where she like knocks him knocks him out with her umbrella and he's and she goes oh you silly sausage you know I was I was just playing along um and even the doctor side goes you know is that true because he still doesn't entirely trust her no um and but she, but this the, the the great line you know I'm of two minds. Luckily, one of them's unconscious. Um, so I, I get the feeling that she does want to like commit to being good, but she yeah. finds it a bit harder to do because her previous incarnation is there, and she sort of yeah. like doesn't want to feel like she's letting the side down. If that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but I've part of me is sort of uh, when I was thinking about this and the series as a whole, because obviously mm-hmm. now it's over. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about it kind of too much on this, because obviously we're going to do a season ten look yeah. back, uh, sort of probably next. But part of me feels like, did they? Th- this has been such a series of two halves. Mm-hmm. It, basically, the first part up to Extremis, and then the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Part of me sort of gets the impression that they wrote the first the first half of the series, and then for some reason they completely changed tack mm-hmm. because obviously the whole lead up to the to the vault and stuff. But because there wasn't really there was only little bits of Missy that I don't feel like the, the sort of the face turn if we're going to mm-hmm. use the the wrestling parlance, <laughs> which is sort of most useful here. Mm-hmm. You know, we got kind of fifty percent of it. But it didn't go all the way. Yeah, you don't quite it, believe it. It doesn't quite land. Yeah, you mm. don't quite believe it. I mean, because you know, I said at the end of last week that I thought that we were probably going to go down the road of the, you know, the the masters are going to be causing the problem, and then mm-hmm. Missy's going to turn around and stop. The, you know, and probably do some sort of self sacrifices. Obviously, we we know that Michelle Gomez has kind of now decided to move on from the role and. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's the last we're going to see of Miss the Master in this incarnation. Mm-hmm. So I thought there was probably going to be some sort of sacrifice in there, but because essentially Missy's story kind of stops after the Monks trilogy, mm-hmm. you the, the the final leap to the you know that line that she says to the to John Sims Master that we've always been going here. Mm. It kind of, it didn't quite land because yeah. i felt like we, we needed some more because hmm. to me to to be how she has been all of her lives that we've seen and mm-hmm. um big finish um uh, i mean we, we talked about i mean i saw someone on twitter kind of trying to hammer spare parts into the continuity now i mean mm-hmm. i think the, the essentially the policy is with big finishes you can take it as canon but TV is sacrosanct, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. it's on telly, that is the continuity. Everything else is essentially just flavour text and you can take it as you like. Mm-hmm. So um, there's going to be a, a big finish series of what they're now calling the War Master. Yeah. So Derek Jacobi's Master, there's going to be a whole series about him and yeah. in, in that incarnation. So every life that we've seen, is, you know, the Master's fundamentally been the baddie. So to, to kind of make that face turn... 
yeah. it needs more. So, yeah. um, I mean, I'm probably we're going to talk about that a lot more, I think, but it's relevant to this episode because obviously the the, the it's not. Not, I want to say the linchpin of the episode kind of mm. hangs on this no, because doesn't. as you come back to Quibbley, they're not the problem. Some yeah. men are the problem. Yeah. So in a way, it it kind of doesn't matter, but it does mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. So yeah, it's like I say this this story with the two masters. The two masters should have been their own problem, separate from the Cybermen. Do the Cybermen yes. some other story? Yes. Don't don't conflate the two because then you know. I mean, it's often said that Doctor Who finales do too much, and in this case, it kind of, it kind of does. So one of the, yeah. so something has to take the back seat, and it's a shame it does, because yeah. you know you could have had some like choice villainy from John Sim, and yeah. you could have seen Michelle Gomez sort of like vacillating between whether to just like throw a lot in with her previous incarnation or stick to the mm. course. Yeah, because it's like if you if you sort of take like the the whole sort of addiction thing that's been alluded mm. to throughout this, like Missy's like like reforming, she's going clean, but then there's the shadow of her past, and she says, yeah. "You know, I loved being you." Yeah, you know, so yeah. Say, I remember you burn you burn like a sun, and I'll I remember that, and I always will. So it it would have been like fascinating for. Like Missy be to to be caught between the path of virtue, quote unquote, the Doctor, mm. and just like relapsing effectively yeah. with John Sims' master. Um, so it's it's kind of a shame that that could have like been a really effective story. I don't know if it would have quite rightly served as a series finale necessarily, but no. but should it have been more obviously the arc of what this series was doing I rather think so. than. Rather than having the whole mystery of the of the vault being mm-hmm. solved halfway through the series, yeah. and then kind of in this weird holding pattern until we end up here, mm-hmm. um, which is why, to be honest, I thought it was going to be John Sims' master in the vault because mm-hmm. him being there, you know, if if if, if, it, if it was the twelfth Doctor trying to get through to the John Sim incarnation. Mm. And then being confronted by Missy, yeah. who, I mean, again, going back and watching Darkwater Death in Heaven, yeah. I mean, she is completely off the reservation in those two. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, obviously we've seen her in obviously the Magician's Apprentice, The Wish is Familiar, where it's sort of, it's toned down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like we haven't had enough meat on the bone to kind of get from there to here. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we needed a bit more Michelle Gomez... In the series, I think we need more John Sim in the series yeah. to, to really land it. I mean, yeah. um, I mean that would have been interesting uh, actually if if the if the John Sim master had been in the vault because at least then sort of like the Doctor could be like trying to get through to him and he sort of brushes it off, but then it sort of like gets stuck in like a, in like the back of his mind and then it affects how he is because in Missy, do you know what I mean? So like it does have yeah. an effect, but it's like takes a while to like trickle through. And yeah. it's like the regeneration process maybe brings that a little bit more to the forefront. So if you assume that, you know, here when, like, Missy stabs himself in the back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I had to think about whether that was the right the right <laughs> phrasing. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, um, you could say that death in heaven and dark water are sort of like her 
first adventure after regenerating. If you know what yeah. I mean. So that's why you got the Cybermen because you know it's sort of the Cybermen encountering the Cybermen sticks in her mind, and so she brings them. But then also then it starts then the 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 sort of the memory of the Doctor talking to her past self starts to bubble up, and so I think that would have been an interesting way to play it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just not the way they went with it. Yeah, well, say, I mean, it, it, it now seems obvious that maybe they should have more obviously linked mm. death, in, death in Heaven to this because you've got Cybermen, so yeah. she's just regenerated and she's got a bunch of Cybermen technology round near her TARDIS. Exactly. So, you know, let's let's use that obvious bridge between the two. Exactly. Um, I mean, especially, yeah. when, especially when it's, like, said that it was the Master landing on the colony ship that caused this whole thing to kick off. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm sort of interested. I mean, going, coming back to John Smith's characterization of, like I was saying, that he's really vindictive now and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing. I mean, that was. I, I kind of wish that we'd seen more of him, sort of post being chucked off or sort of mutual leaving, mutually leaving Gallifrey, <laughs> um, because um, I feel like that when we first see him and with the 10th Doctor and Mm -hmm. this whole plan that works spectacularly well, let's Mm -hmm. put it this way, the best master plan ever, being, you know, becoming Harold Saxon and becoming the Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. Um, You've always... The series has always sort of sold us this line that the master is in ways much more clever than the Doctor is, that kind Mm. of that Moriarty thing. Whereas... There's, it's only kind of a line, but the 12th Doctor's saying about, oh, you're never very good at piloting your TARDIS and all this sort of thing. It kind of reminded me of this whole thing of that they were trying to sort of sell you, sell him to you. It's almost like, you know, how Bond is in the in the first uh, Daniel Craig Bond, in that yeah. he's, you know, the, the blunt instrument, right? Yeah. So it, it's kind of that, that idea that this John Sim master post-Gallifrey escape mm-hmm. is kind of a thug yeah and not very clever mm-hmm. with it or he thinks he's clever but he's not because yeah. as a you know crashing his tardis into Mo- the mondasian <laughs> you know this wasn't b- by design it was essentially accident he kind of ended up here because he cocked up steering his tardis and mm-hmm. he sort of made the best of a bad stick so um I, it, it's sort of a you know you kind of wish there was more we'd had like another episode of john sims master kind of knocking around the universe yeah and we sort of understood that you know now he's off gallifrey they fixed him there's no more drumming in his head mm-hmm. um but he's from that has still sort of decided to you be know either be given be a bastard yeah exactly yeah. so i feel like you know I, I wish there was another step mm-hmm. before we'd seen you know that of you know the twelfth doctor kind of implying his intellect has taken a knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see like a bit more John Sim. I mean, possibly even through Matt Smith's time because we never didn't have the master yeah. at all. No, during that. So you know, yeah. But the thing is, I wonder if it was a bit of a thing that if he'd been with Matt Smith, he would have been like kicking a puppy because mm. Matt Smith was kind of such a sweetheart. You know, you don't want to kind of put. You know, it would have been a bit like, you know, taking taking a lollipop, you know, taking sweets away from a child. That, you mm-hmm. know, he would have just cried and sat in the corner. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a shame because, like we say, the scenes he have has with Missy are mm. just 
so great. I mean, even if it was like doing eyeliner, it's just like mm. okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, I did quite like that. That he's doing, he's sitting there doing his, he's sitting there doing his makeup rather mm. than her, and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm gonna look like a twat. Oh, I'm gonna be a twat, but I'm gonna look damn good while I do it, and all this mm. sort of thing. You know, again, you want more of that characterization to kind of sell this whole angle. Yeah, but yeah, it just it, it they kind of it kind of falls flat because there's not enough of it. You kind mm. of have to, one of the persistent complaints that we, we, we are mostly me, I think, but you, we, we have had about series 10 is that there's a certain amount of, you can just leave it up to people to fill it in, but mm-hmm. they've left too much for people to fill in on occasion. Not, yeah. not always one of our big, one of our big gripes about that was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's good for, a series to leave things open so people can like make up their own answers but like i say if you leave too open then it's sort of like going well you know come on you know i mean there's a balance that needs to be addressed because you know if you try and explain it too much people think they get talked down to mm. um i mean i suppose that's the that's one of the the current constant complaints about doctor who's it's too complicated but if you like oversimplify it then you know people go well hang on can we not you know, we're pre- we're pretty intelligent viewers. You know, so yeah, we can manage it. But it's it. I mean, again, I think I've got a feeling we we will talk about this at, at further mm. length. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, shall we? Uh, are there any further uh, gripes? Is there a gripe C that you want to move yep. on to? Or um, yeah, okay, gripe C. Okay, right now, I loved the ending Bill got. Yes, but. It's a bit too reminiscent of Clara's ending. It is. As my dad called them, liquid lesbians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Immortal space lesbians save the universe. Again. I mean, that, I mean that's, I'm, I'm entirely fine with that. That's cool. It's just... I mean, Once again, got... not enough payoff. Yeah. We, you oh, know, um, we haven't seen Heather before, you know, since, since the, the pilot. pilot. Yeah. But, I mean, at least they sort of seeded that a bit better. Do you know what I mean? I think there could have been a few more instances where, you know, it's not like how throughout the series, um, in times of extreme crisis, Bill has thought of a mum. I thought it'd be interesting. It might have been like more interesting that in addition to that, you also get like glimpses of Heather. So like, you know, it's obviously like in the pilot said that Heather left to her tears. So in like the events of an extreme like emergency where the doctor is might not be able to say that then heather might be able to come through and get her out of it like yeah. like she does here um but it, it did seem a little bit like it's a little bit deus ex machina it is yeah which which the series is the new series is guilty of um yes. quite constantly unfortunately again last of the time lords maybe be the mm-hmm. most egregious example yeah um but at the same time, um, you know, I'm I'm glad Bill got that send off. Yes, you know, so, because like Heather says, you know, it's all Adams, so she can just go back to having a normal human life if she wants to. So it's you know, um, or she could like see the universe. So it's it's kind of like she's just like big swapping out the Doctor with Heather, essentially. Mm. Yeah, pretty um, much. You know, there's there's no real sort of like. Unlike Clara, who at some point has to stop mucking around in the Dinotardis and go back and face the Raven, um, Bill doesn't necessarily have that hang- hanging over her head. 
she's free to do whatever no. she really chooses. Um, but like I say, unfortunately, it's it's too much like Series Nine send off for Clara. Yeah, it is. And for me, because um, uh, like I say, with with the pilot, we we kind of talked at length about. Uh, kind of not buying the thing between Bill and Heather for mm. various reasons that so to kind of already have that shaky foundation and then then have to build on a shaky foundation mm-hmm. for me it kind of when I mean because that was the genuine surprise of the episode obviously we know about John Sim yeah um I mean we'll talk about the very ending in a minute <laughs> I'm sure because yeah. I was right I was right <laughs> um <laughs> but that aside um it was it surprised me purely because i was like oh yeah her mm. do you know what yeah, i mean, I know what it, you mean yeah. Kind of, yeah yeah um but i mean I, I was sort of pleasantly reminded of uh you know the very end of fight club where mm-hmm. you know you met me at a very strange time in my life yeah that sort of thing of when they are standing you know had the door open of the tardis and looking out it kind of reminded me of that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's true yeah yeah um, so I, I, you know, I appreciated that, but um, I'm sure there was more than a few kind of uh, people who don't get these feelings out of my Doctor Who, who mm. where the Doctor was essentially kind of restarted by a tear from uh, Bill. Yeah. I'm sure there was a few people grinding their teeth at that. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you have any other quibbles? Uh, no, I think that's all of my quibbles, actually. Mm, okay, I mean, obviously, so... they're, they're, fa- they're fairly fundamental quibbles. We've spent half an hour talking about them. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but you know. Um, there, there was lots to like, I think. I mean, oh, yeah. I really... I mean, obviously, let's let's go and talk about our, our principles because mm-hmm. they were... Uh, ap- two, all three of them were gra- absolutely great. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, we saw... Once again, we've kind of not talked about Nardole send-off, which... Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sort of it's kind of dark actually because it is you still got to deal with them Cybermen they're coming yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there's like no instance like there's no like line of dialogue from like Heather or Bill saying oh thank god we got uh, Nardal and those kids out or anything like that and there's no like instance the Doctor actually might go back and unless unless that's a, a scene in the Christmas special we don't know maybe. yeah I mean I'm not ruling that out yet yeah. but um, but the fact that, <laughs> yeah, um, basically they haven't really saved the day necessarily. They've no, stopped the cyber. The day. Yeah, they've yeah. postponed the day, <laughs> and you know you don't know how long the cyber. I mean, I don't know. Was it implied that the vast majority of the Cybermen had made it up to floor five oh seven, or something yes. like? that? I think that was a line. Yeah. Um, so there's still probably going to be some Cybermen knocking around on floor ten fifty six. So. You know, it's if if the entire deck there is, although if they've converted most of the humans there, then you know there might be limited resources. Yeah, there's so, no more humans to convert essentially, hmm. so, so the money, they're kind of I'm, out of. Hmm. Might get away with it a bit. Yeah, but, but um, uh, you know, things are things are you know not. Not spectacular for Nardal at the moment, but um, no, it's it's a victory, but not much of a one. It's a bit of a ferric victory because mm. you know there's there's plenty enough side men to to murder all of those guys. So yeah, um, pretty you much. know, I hope that they sort of pick it up and mm. uh, and um, do something about that. But um, uh, talking about you know running out of things to convert, one another thing I really did. I'll just sort of sidebar here. One thing mm. I really did like about the 
the episode is how they shot it like a zombie movie. Yeah. Because especially, you know, the the, the ultimate zombie movie, Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. that you've got the one house, the side men walking through the forest. They have that yeah. thing of like the doctor sitting in a rocking chair with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for them to come. You know, it was it was shot in that way and I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the particular like images i always enjoyed throughout the episode is the bit where you see like the decks through like the the portholes in the side of the ship and you see the cybermen flying up because you because it's the sort of inevitability of it they're going to get there yes no matter how many times they have to smash their heads through the i mean that that one thing that actually that's sort of quibble sort of little d not a big d just a little d yeah okay. like i kind of feel like the cybermen that first started heading up towards like the 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 hull of the upper decks so you've just gotten completely like pancaked and exploded or something and then that paved the way for other side men to go through yeah because that's the thing about zombies what mm-hmm. an individual zombie on its own is not a threat is not scary it's the mm-hmm. relentless tide yeah. of zombies that is the scary thing that you can stop a wave you can stop one two but you can't hold out against many waves of thousands of zombies Mm -hmm. which is essentially what the problem is so yeah that they should have kind of sold that idea more that you can you can i mean they did a little bit with the the kind of the scarecrows on floor 507 that you know that they you know one or two they can deal with but then once it becomes more and more and more they can't Mm -hmm. so um yeah i wish they yeah you're absolutely right i wish they'd sold that Mm. angle more (sighs) Actually, sorry, I'm going to have to stop you there because, yeah, there is an actual Quibble D. Sorry, a, oh, pop, right, a proper okay. Quibble D. Okay. It's the okay. fact that we've got the Cybus and Siberian Cybermen in it. I kind yeah. of... I mean, obviously, they're probably just working to a budget, so they just have to use what was around. They've got, yeah. But it didn't really make that much sense that they would go, like, full... that that far, At least as far as the Siberian Cybermen. I mean, yes, they yeah. weren't as, as overpowered as they were in Nightmare and Silver... But it's, and yes, obviously it's still the time dilation in effect. Yes. So, you know, it, it's a bit, but I kind of wish they did sort of maybe built on the, Mon, the original Mondasian design to make. And then to extrapolated make, that. Yes, gone, gone right. from there rather than just sort of like drop in the Cyber Cybermen or the Siberian Cybermen. Yeah, because but, I mean, there is that sort of again. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, again, a, a sort of a throwaway line where I think it's John Sims Master that says, "The Cybermen are inevitable." Mm-hmm. That I wish they talked about more. That again, sort of coming back to spare parts and the Doctor trying to disrupt the the Mondasian Cybermen in that story being designed, but actually kind of is the the catalyst behind mm-hmm. it. Um, that this idea that Cybermen will always evolve Mm -hmm. no matter how you try to stop it which i feel like needs more meat again Mm -hmm. this idea that no matter what happens in the whole scheme of the universe you always get the mondays inside men you always they always at some point appear in the timeline Mm. they will always evolve into the the kind of the ultimate form that we've seen them in in nightmare and silver yeah it's that no matter where in time and space you are, mm-hmm. where there's humans, essentially, there will be Cybermen. So yeah. that that was a bit no, pony. I thought it did. It doesn't. I don't think that necessarily tracks. No. As such, 
I mean, but, I mean it's, yeah. it's a throwaway line to try and explain the, the fuckery of you know mm-hmm. the the timeline that we try to explain or the the idea of the evolution of the Cybermen that we tried to yeah. explain in our episode last week. Mm-hmm. You know, they've now got. Hang on, how many is it? One, two. They've got about five or six different yeah. origin stories now, <laughs> not including books and audio. Yeah. So, you mm. know, it's that kind of that thing of the old crisis on infinite earth that you just try and try and delete everything and start again. But you always end up fucked at some point because everyone tries to make it too complicated mm-hmm. or someone can't let, you know, the this old, or that yeah. character go. So they end up back in it and everyone's like, well, how did that happen? And then they make up some bullshit to try and, yeah, hammer it in. It. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah but sorry that that was my other major quibble just like, like I, I was okay with the, the problem on daddy and cybermen but i think the this i think the siberia type men certainly were was a bit much of a stretch yeah i think but anyway um so i mean I, there's not much more to say about matt Luke's. i mean apart from like the bit where Nardole and the Doctor, oh sorry, have this little barn over who's going to escort the children off the deck and who's going to stay behind and blow it all to hell. And the Doctor sort of like goes, you know, which is the, who's the stronger of the two of us? And it's just that bit where, you know, Matt Lucas doesn't have his like his squeaky voice on, he just goes, damn. Because he yeah. knows, it's just, that bit was him, like, yeah. yeah. That was just like a brilliant little bit. And, um, also, when he tries to get um, Bill to come with him, he says, you know, I've, don't forget, I have license to kick your ass. He says, well, you have to go back downstairs and find it. Yeah, that was my favourite line of this whole, the whole se- maybe the whole series. Mm-hmm. It was it, that kind of, that dark humour I thought was, it was perfectly pitched. It was mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. Um, should we talk a bit about how good Pearl Mackey was? Because she blew me away in this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She's, been, she's been excellent all through mm-hmm. Series 10, but... Obviously, I mean, I think they sort of they did help her out a bit by not making her be in full uniform, essentially, mm. um, and sort of choosing to put, you know, use this kind of visual trick of this is how she still perceives herself. So yeah. that's how she appears on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and yet another throwaway line in this that she's able to do this because of interacting with the monks and she's so they've given her essentially a partition in her brain. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that. That sort of made a bit more sense to me because obviously we've mm. we've seen this, you know. Yeah. It, it was actually elaborate. We saw it through Lie of the Land. She's got a bit more sort of control over herself because she's effectively ground zero for it all. Mm. So she, but even then, she, as she says, she's barely holding on. And um, the bits where it does intercut with a like being as a full Cyberman, you know, especially when she gets angry with the Doctor and. And she like starts to lose it, and then it cuts mm. to the Cyberman advancing on him and says, "You know, you left me down there for ten years." And then it has the bit where you see like the laser beam shirt of her forehead as she like properly loses control. I mean, that was an absolutely brilliant piece by Pearl Mackey, mm. and it's really sort of like it's it's kind of dark when you sort of like put the attitude she has to have around the, the sort of the farmers, if you will. Because, you know, they're all mostly white people afraid of a black woman. And it's like, um, it's Hazarin, I think, the sort of like the the lead lady in charge. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's her. Um, There's this bit where she's talking with Nardole and Bill just like stores in, presumably just to say, you know, see how things are going. 
but yeah. has been just like on instinct and it's just like purely out of fear and instinct brings up a shotgun and like shoots her a few times and when mm. Bill, Nardole goes no 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 it's Bill it's Bill it's Bill it's okay and she just sort of like gives this really awkward apology and Paul Mackey's Bill just like goes you know I understand you know a white woman's like fearful and takes a shot at a black woman and says like oh mm. that's uh, yeah. that's really dark and it unfortunately, is. far it's sadly far too much of a case in these this day and age still. Yeah, even absolutely. It should not be. And um, even the parts where like John Sims Master is just being an enormous douchebag um, towards her, you know, and the you get the Cyberman going, "I am not upset." But then I think it's like John Sims passes in front of the camera, and then it cuts back to like Pearl McIntyre, and she's trying so hard not to cry. Mm. It's just so. Oh God! I just my it hurts, hat is it? yeah. My hat is absolutely off to Pearl Mackey. She has mm. been brilliant, and I think it's going to be such a shame if we don't see her again at all. And if and if no. like that's it for her in terms of Doctor Who, then I wish her all the best because I think she. I, I really hope she ends up going places. I do. She deserves being everything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I will be gutted if that's if that's truly her lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, it's that thing of I suppose that if you're going and it, and it hurts you while they're going, then it's it's yeah. the right time for them to go. Unfortunately, but um, again, I, I kind of I kind of only want to kind of briefly touch on this a bit because I mean I think we're going to talk about it a lot more extensively in mm-hmm. in, in episodes to come, but. I didn't really think about it at the time, but sort of reflecting on it now that um, this episode truly brings... It brought the 12th Doctor full circle. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Peter Capaldi has been great throughout and, again, just kind of knocked it out of the park on this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I wish they kind of had um, done a little bit more about the 12th Doctor kind of feeling like this was his last rodeo and... Mm-hmm to the point of not wanting to regenerate. Yeah. Um, I feel like, again, that obviously post him recovering his sight and all this sort of thing, he was kind of enjoying, you know, enjoying kind of knocking around the place. And mm-hmm. in, in World Enough and Time, he's quite keen to sort of go off and, you know, to, to go off and, and have a look and find some adventure. So mm-hmm. obviously the events of that episode and what's happened to Bill kind of obviously change him. I mean, we've got yet more Dr. Baggage that we're going to be probably exploring soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, again, the sort of the, the leap to fuck it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of need a little bit more. I need another scene. I feel mm-hmm. just to kind of, to sell this idea of the doctor being, you know what, this is my my you know this is the Alamo for me. This is my last mm. stand, as yeah. you know, as they sort of reference in this. Um, come what may, I'm probably going to die, and I'm not going to want to come back because I feel like this is it for me. Yeah, um, it, it needed a bit more, I think, for mm. me. I feel like that was kind of seeded when you know um, the Doctor Bill and John Sims Master are heading towards where uh, Michelle's Miss uh, Missy's found like the the cloaked. Um, Lift uh, doors. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where um, Bill says, "You know, I don't want to keep on living if I can't be myself," and I think that's that's what like brings home like the sort of, like kind of like the arc the Twelfth Doctor's gone through since he came in. 
is because mm. during series eight, obviously there was the driving question of is he a good man, and yeah. he's sort of like he's, he's discovered the answer is well, effectively yes, he's he's an idiot, but he does his best, you know, and mm. he's and that's reflected in his speech he gives to the two masters. You know, he doesn't do it because he's going to win. He just does it because it's the right thing to do. You know, even, yeah. you know, even if it's complete lost cause, you know, he's mm. still going to make a stand. So I think the fact that he's fighting off his regeneration, you know, he says, I will not change, is because he's terrified that he's going to have to go through all of that over and over again yeah. in his new incarnation. He's discovered who he is. He's happy who he is. Yeah. And, you know, someone else is going to take his place. And, it, and he doesn't know where it's going to go from there. And he's, he's you know, rightfully scared. Mm. Yeah, effectively, exactly. he's dying. Yes. Well, I mean, we, and, and, but I feel like we, we've kind of dealt with this a little bit <laughs> also when we've, you know, the 10th Doctor's regeneration and the 11th Doctor's regeneration. Yeah. That we've, we've kind of explored that angle with the doctor already so i'm a i don't know i I mean mean, obviously where it's going i'll completely buy it because pick about is great and i Mm -hmm. I buy that's where the series is what we're doing and it's a great idea to use that to lead it into the christmas episode which i think we have to talk about in a second but Mm -hmm. um yeah i just um i don't know it it just didn't quite land for me i mean i understand all of that what you've said and you're dead right but it the story didn't kind of give it that Mm that cadence said again it's a lot of backfill that you have to do i yeah. think i think you know a touch too much mm. i did find it interesting like when <clears throat> the doctor wakes up from being dead uh, yeah. on board the tardis like there's there's so many sort of like different nods to his regenerations because you've got sort of the um the companion and master sort of like shouting at him from the fifth doctor's regeneration You've mm-hmm. got his first lines as the fourth Doctor, and you've got his last lines as, as both ten and eleven, mm. which I think really, like, especially the last two, sort like feeds into where he is right now with his impending regeneration. You know, because you know the Doctor is me, and he doesn't mm. want to go. So I, I thought yeah. it was like really emblematic. I thought it was really sort of like interesting how they they played with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I completely agree, but mm-hmm. because. We've, we've, you know, merely an episode ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate Tyler's past, but an episode ago, he was quite happy to be knocking around and doing whatever. I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, that kind of to the point of I wish I was dead rather mm-hmm. than carrying on is it's just kind of one one iota too far for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a but leap. It's a bit of a leap, but mm-hmm. I mean, you That's buy fair. it again. You 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 ninety nine percent buy it again because Pete Capaldi is great. Yeah. Um. But I think that the true stroke of genius of it is mm-hmm. the now the thematic uh, thing we're going to have between you know the Christmas episode where we've got the twelfth Doctor confronting the first Doctor mm-hmm. who is in exactly the same position that yeah. he is. He does not want to regenerate. It's his first time. Yeah. Um, so as far as we understand it, mm-hmm. so he's afraid and doesn't want to regenerate, and so's the twelfth Doctor. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a wonderful interaction with this as the background mm. behind the Christmas episode. Yeah, and especially when, when you consider that the Twelfth Doctor is effectively his first incarnation on his new life cycle. So yes, effectively they're still they're in exactly the same place. Yeah, 
Um, so I think that would be like interesting to see like how that goes because, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting, to, especially like where this takes place because it seems to look like it takes place during the events of the Tenth Planet. Yes. Especially like this, I think I'm trying to remember Tenth Planet, but there's like a bit where the Doctor gets back to the TARDIS ahead of Ben and Polly. Yes. Before he regenerates. So I think this is sort of like, so I'm sure that there's a bit like when you got Nick Briggs on the set and Steve Moffat's like sidles up to him and goes, you know, um, is there a, you, you saw, you work for Big Finish, so you know how, you know, how to drop things in between the events yeah. of stories. Is there some way this uh, Christmas special I've got planned would work? And he goes, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because again, it's a time travel show. He could mm-hmm. be gone for ages between where he beats Ben and Polly to the TARDIS. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can absolutely slot it in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in Oh, not anywhere, but you can slot it in that little gap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why not? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be... I'm super, super interested in how David Bradley's going to do this because, obviously, mm. Adventures in Space and Time, he was brilliant. But he's not playing the first Doctor in it. He's no. playing William Hartnell playing, playing the, the first, first Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. So, the, there's, a, there's a mental leap... Mm-hmm. between being William Hartnell yeah. and being the first Doctor. Mm. So, um, obviously, they couldn't pick anyone else for it yeah. because he looks astonishingly like the first Doctor. Mm-hmm. The voice is quite good. Um, he's much more convincing than poor Rob. Richard Herndall plays yeah. in the five Doctors. He, he's more convincing than him. Um, mm-hmm. Bless his heart. So, But I'm I'm super interested in how the method is going to work mm. in this, you know, say about the old, old wanky old method acting or whatever. I mean, I don't know how he's going to get, you know, you watch a bunch, you know, watch all of his episodes and try and get in that mindset. Mm. So it's going to be interesting. So I wonder if, you know, after Christmas, are we, how we're going to feel about that portrayal? Mm. Because like I say, he's played William Hartnell. He hasn't played the doctor yet. No, I'm not saying he can't do it, no, no, no. but it's two different things. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not the same. Um, yeah. I mean, I have faith in him. Yes, I, I, th- I think. Yeah. I think I could absolutely pull this off. Um, yeah. I th- obviously, the proof's in the pudding, of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting Christmas special. <laughs> I-, I was going to say, I think he's a stroke of genius. Mm. Yeah. And... It's it's definitely sort of like the final date on the Stephen Moffat No Fucks Left to Give uh, 2017 tour. Because I it think really is, I-, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine Russell T. Davis trying to pull a stunt like that off. No. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, John Nathan Turner did it with five doctors um, with Richard Herndall, but that was, I, I don't know, like, did, I mean, I wanted to ask you a question about this. I mean, because yeah, um, you've, you've got your like finger on the, like the pulse of the fandom. Like, well, as it were, well, you know, so as to an extent, like, how did people react to David Bradley showing up? Well, I think it was sort of, uh, unfortunately, once again, the spoiler fairies have mm. come to play. I think, myself included, I didn't realise he was going to turn up in this, but I knew he was coming back. Because mm. they'd been long lens papped again. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw the pictures of David Bradley on set with Pete Capaldi. So I knew he was coming back. I didn't realise it was going to be the um, at the end of this. I didn't think it was going to be the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised up to a point. But I think it was that thing of enough, like in, hard, in like the, the forum shouting section of fandom, which we're mm-hmm. talking about here, 
enough people knew that it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. So the the shock had kind of worn off. But I mm-hmm. think again because because Adventure in Time and Space is so universally beloved, I don't mm-hmm. know anyone who doesn't like it. Mm. Who who didn't think it was brilliant? Mm. So like you say, I think there's enough there's sufficient faith in David Bradley's ability to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think the thematic link is strong enough. It's not yeah. kind of, it's not like a novelty thing of like, oh, look, here's the first Doctor. And it, it, hasn't, it hasn't like with the two Doctors and the yes. three. Uh, and I was going to say the two Doctors, yeah. About it. I was yeah. going to say, like, especially like the two Doctors, because, I mean, there was no yeah. real reason to have Patrick no. Troughton and Colin Baker together other than that they could. Yes, where and as, and even I mean, we I think a lot of people really like. I like the three Doctors. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best multi-Doctor story there is. The five Doctors, but they were like, oh, it's the tenth anniversary or the twentieth anniversary. You better yeah. do something. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's it's such a strong idea, mm-hmm. and it appeals specifically yeah. to quite a, a quite a niche section of fandom. I think that people are sufficiently like there's enough capital to give it some rope and be excited by it mm-hmm. rather than saying oh here's a stupid novelty thing at christmas yeah um, like so it's, compare it it's, it, for example to last christmas where father christmas turns up at the santa turns up at the end <laughs> where it's just like a stupid kind of <laughs> sort of thing for for christmas whereas this yeah. feels much more like the story has bought this the, the, you know i buy this idea so much mm-hmm. that it, yeah. it's landed if you see what i mean mm. they stuck the landing on that part mm-hmm yeah, that's fair. I just wondered whether there's like how many sort of like, people, like maybe didn't know about David Bradley and sort of like, oh, like yeah, you know what because I mean, I mean let's let's face it. I mean, um, Adventure in Time and Space ratings wise didn't set the world on fire. Mm. You know, I think it got something like sort of just a slightly below at what average what Doctor Who gets every week. I think it's sort of two point something million viewers. Mm-hmm. Obviously I don't know how many people watch it on iPlayer and bought the D V D and things like this. But um obviously it, all the Doctor Who fans I know watched it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who are kind of nerds watched it just mm-hmm. for sort of, you know, um uh, um you look know, a myriad uh, of reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah look at sort of, like television production back in the day. Yeah, especially like a genre series such as Doctor Who. Yeah, um, but again, I think that if you're a casual viewer, mm-hmm. you're sort of going, because eh? I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people have seen The Tenth Planet. Mm. So I think that, it, you know, they are taking a risk. Let's not get it. Yeah. Get it twisted here. I think it's gonna. It's a risky proposition to to base this. Uh, you know, to have that cliffhanger and have enough people go, oh, that's the first Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's there's a, there's a, there's some risks there certainly, yeah. but I think that there's enough. You know, I I wonder if I wouldn't be surprised if you know BBC sticks a repeat of Adventure in Time and Space on mm. at some point. And, or maybe he's in know, 10th Planet. You know, because it's not like it doesn't exist. It's it's there. I mean, yes, episode four is animated, but, you know. It exists, do, yeah. Do, like, so, a, do an omnibus of it or something. Yeah, but I wonder if, you know, I, again, this whole thing of does the BBC actually like Doctor Who sort of thing? Are they going to give yeah. it that lift up sort <laughs> of thing? So yeah. I think that's a big question mark. So although I think fandom as a whole was very into this idea and excited by it and mm-hmm. excited by that leading trailer mm-hmm. um I I wonder how much it's going to land with kind of the the 
the casuals, if you see what I yeah. mean. So, I mean, because, like, my, my dad, for example, who is kind of the best example, obviously his daughter and son-in-law are massive Who fans, mm-hmm. and he watches it, and, yeah. like, the other day he rang me up to demand an explanation about what, <laughs> yeah. how there can be two masters and things like that. <laughs> um, so, but he is the the casual viewer that they need to mm-hmm. get on board, and he was a bit like, oh, was that... You know, like the first doctor, we were like, yes, it was. I and mean, he was like, oh, okay. So he, mm-hmm. he was into that idea kind of once we'd explained a little bit of background about it. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's it's going to be a challenge to, to to sell it to people who haven't got kids who yeah. are like, ah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think the Christmas special is going to be a bit risky for them to pull off. But, but again, at the same time, it's it's Moffat's last story, so do you know what? Fuck it, let him just. And you got the interest of a regen- of a, of a regeneration, regeneration there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because we, we're going to know sooner rather than later who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, no, there's no way they're going to keep it quiet. About they can't. Who the gonna, they, they will. They will get long lensed. Yeah. If nothing else, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're going to know full well who is going to be the thirteenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even if I mean all the all the debate about is it a woman, is it a person of colour, aside, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be massive interest. So people yeah. will watch it to see who the, you know see the thirteenth Doctor first mm-hmm. first few lines and you know all, all that all that sort of stuff. So there's mm-hmm. there's going to be that that kind of in for people who aren't you know who watched that trailer went who's that then yeah you know so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see um so speaking back getting back to the doctor falls is there anything else you wanted to mention or um you know what i think a lot of the stuff i kind of want to I, I would want to keep talking about i think is going to end up sort of going into a big conversation about how we felt series 10 went yeah so i kind of want to you know we'll put that in a box for later because again uh, we you know look at look behind the curtain here we are planning to do um a, you know a, a series 10 look back and probably an episode about peter capaldi's whole era um mm-hmm. as a whole because you know the podcast has covered his entire run as well yeah so it, it's going to be interesting to sort of go back and have a think about how we've how our attitude towards him has changed and all that sort of thing so mm-hmm. there's a hell of a lot more to unpack and I'm, I'm sorry if anyone thinks we've maybe missed a couple of things they want to hear about but i think mm-hmm. that um a lot any more a, a lot of more discussion is going to end up wrapping into yeah. How we feel about Pick Paddy and how we feel about Series Ten. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm sort of happy to kind of uh, leave it there, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll um, come back to some of these things in uh, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, did we have any feedback? We did. Yes. Now my computer has switched itself off. Um, <laughs> yes, it's from our lovely friend Tony Boydell, who's right, uh, sending um... feedback every week. So thank you so much for that, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, so last little bit here, he says, uh, well, it meandered about a little bit, but that was one utterly splendid end to what has been a middling series. The low of the mummies redeemed by a corking two-part denouement. Superb little details abandoned. I'm proper, proper excited for the Christmas episode now. Chapeau, mm. Mr. Boffat. Chapeau. <laughs> nice. Yes. Thank you for that, Tony. Um, appreciate Cheers, Tony. you dro- dropping all that uh, feedback in for us. It's really good because, I mean, I mean, you know, if, we we like appreciate our fans and everybody who listens to us, but we we don't often like hear very much from people. Yes. Um, 
So, you know, like that's why we always sort of like start our sign off with, you know, how you can get in contact us. Because we'd love to hear like more views rather than just us two like blithering on. You yes. know, so absolutely do send feedback in. We will always get to it eventually. We yes. might miss it. We might miss it one or two weeks, but, you know, we get there. We get We'll there. get there too. We'll, we'll get to you eventually. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yes. Plenty of time. Um, so, scores. Yes. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so confused about how to score this. Uh, because gripes A through E mm-hmm. are not inconsiderable gripes. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Capaldi, Mackie, mm-hmm. Lucas, mm-hmm. and sort of the zombie sensibility of how they shot it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed all those things. So... It may seem harsh, but I'm going to give it a seven. Mm. Um, I yeah, I think I think I'm sort of in the same place. Yeah, I was going to say eight, but yeah. it's just the. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought when I finished watching this, I thought, oh, that was corking. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the things where you really enjoy it when you're in the moment, and then you sort of like go back to it, and you sort of go, oh, hang on. Um, and unfor- and that's unfortunate because there's a lot of good good meat in here, but I think it's got misused a fair yeah. chunk. Like it, it, this, yeah. like this could have easily been separated out into its component parts and made stories of in their own rights. Mm. Um, but I still, I, it still sort of like left me not necessarily with a lump in my throat, but mm. it's kind of gut punched. Um, <laughs> But um, mm. yeah, th- I think I think seven. So you know, in that sort of terms, I think they pretty much pulled it off. Like like I say, quibbles aside, yeah. but on the whole, did all right. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, unfo- I, I think it's unfortunate. And again, I think it's something that we're going to come to in our next episode where we talk about series ten. Mm. It could have been more than all right, which yeah. is sad. I think yes, easily. That's true. Um, which is why I'm kind of not. I mean, because like you, I was sort of like, oh, it's an eight, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think that my concerns are kind of wide ranging enough mm-hmm. that I kind of can't give it to give it an eight. I can't, too I generous. can't give it an eight. Yeah. yeah, an eight feels too much, and it feels like you're giving it an eight purely on the impact of the last seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which so, is extremely good, but yeah. it's not what we've had already yeah um to give it an aid it kind of feels like you're sort of like apologizing for it some way do you know what i mean yeah you're, you're feeling like you sh- it, it, it's should, one of it those like be... it should be an eight mm-hmm. but um I, I i just don't feel like it is like i say based on all our quibbles mm-hmm. and um based on you know what what we're i'm gonna talk about in sort of the, the series 10 wrap-up that mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah. And um I've got a I've got a, a fundamental suspicion that series 10 started off as something entirely different mm. and for some reason some logistical thing some some view from somebody that the handbrake was kind of yanked up and they changed mm. how they went at it because mm-hmm. I mean I mean, Pearl Mackey's character, we've talked about her ad nauseum, the wicked stepmother character, which goes nowhere, and things like that. It, 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 you know, it, I, were you expecting her to turn up? I was, but 
I, I was expecting something, but no. Yeah. No. Hmm. So there's 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 enough issues in this that I I like to say an eight feels too generous, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, a six feels too harsh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um. So. If you have any thoughts about The Doctor Falls, you can send them to us at our regular email address, greatershow at simplysyndicated.com, to our Twitter account at greatershowpod, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash greatershowpodcast. Whilst listening to us, feel free to check out our sister shows on the network, Simply Syndicated Movie News, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Masters of None, Do Ask Detail, Bat Channel 66, Here Goes Nothing, Tech It or Leave It, The Seventh Chevron, Little Pot of Horrors, Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots, Nerd Hurdles, Making Sense with Richard Smith, The Greatest Events in Sporting History, For Those About to Rock, Dangerously Unprepared, and Starbase 66. As always, we welcome your support, and the best way you can help us out is by subscribing to Simply Everything. For a monthly fee of just £6, you can enjoy a library of podcasts from the archives of Simply Syndicated, as well as episodes of the exclusive to Simply Everything shows Shaken Not Stirred and Remember Tour spin-offs Oh Boy and Trust No One. Simply Syndicated also runs a merchandise store offering apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. You can also support the network through a monthly page on Patreon, or you can donate to the network through paypal.me, of which links to both are on the bottom of the website. So with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, take care and bye-bye. <laughs>